0: what is going on everybody you're listening to season two of the good men exist podcast new episodes drop every tuesday at 1201 a.m eastern so you can get your days or night started off right if you're not following me on all social media platforms it's the same on all of them at jerrell gme thank you guys so much for listening and with that being said enjoy today's show get through. I need something to get me. Going on, guys, thank you for tuning in to the debut episode of season two. Thank you so much for being here. If you haven't listened to season one, be sure to go check out season one. Like, you don't have to listen to all the episodes, I mean, it would kind of be you know a little cool if you did, but go check out some episodes by the title if they look interesting to you. I can guarantee I talk about exactly what the title says and then jump back into season two. Season two is going to be very different than season one, primarily because. They say you don't really know who a man is unless you know where he's been, or at least I think they say that, or something like that. So anyway, now you get to learn about my firsthand lessons, many of them, that I talked about in season one. The ups, the downs, trials, tribulations, good decisions, bad decisions, all that stuff will be right here in season two. Also, for the record, most of the women still have access to me uh, in one way or the other. So they will either have nicknames or they will have alternative names. Um, Obviously, I'm going to protect their identity. That's not who I am. I'm not out here to try to, you know, call anybody out by name. That's not my style. That's not what I do. And if they do have a nickname, you know, know that it's a nickname for a reason. Uh, And if any of the women listen to season two, don't be mad at me, right? I'm just speaking my truth. It's going to be raw, real and genuine. So Obviously, I'll be tactful with what I do and don't talk about, but I still want people to know like, hey, this is what it is. And here's why I can talk about it. So let's 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 jump in. You know, I'm not going to go all the way back to where it began, but let's talk about where it began, because I feel like for the most part, uh, my semi-serious to serious-ish relationships didn't happen until my 24 25 age range so that's about where we're going to start and i know it's different for different people like different people have different experiences right so some people don't hit that level of maturity until like 27 31 38 even or maybe they just want to live their lives and do different things but for me my first for real one that at least i would consider for real for the most part happened like I said right around 24 25. Also when my first lesson happened was right around that age. So without further ado, let's jump into where it all began. Lesson number one. So those of you who don't know me know that I'm like 60% introvert. Maybe 70. It depends on the situation, right? So back when you know, I was out of high school, out of college, out in this real world, you know, where you didn't have people just close to you to talk to. Like in high school, people, you see the same people every day. In college, you see the same people every day. There's no real responsibility. So you can kind of just talk to whoever, do whatever. So it's kind of easy, easy peasy, right? So out of college, being an introvert, I needed a way to talk to women because I'm not that smooth ass guy where I can just see you at the grocery store, roll up to you and say some smooth shit and you'll be like giggles yeah my name is so and so uh yeah i don't even like that pressure because that shit's going to come off real weird if i did that so my weapon of choice was online dating right like that's that was easy for me that was my mo that's what fit so i know that there are some you know relationship coaches or any any dating coaches some people say and i know this kind of sounds strange but they say you know oh i don't know that sustainable relationships can come from online dating they think that the probability that you won't find someone online is is less and i'm like but there's a whole match.com eharmony.com christianmingle.com there are websites and or apps that are primarily geared for people to find people to marry so what do you mean i mean but it's opinion so that's cool for them to have that opinion But I'm a very strategic, meticulous, you know, person where if I'm going to do something, I want to do it in the most efficient way. So if I'm hungry and I'm on an island and I have a fishing bowl and I have a fishing net and again, I'm hungry, I'm trying to bring value via some food. Am I going to throw out this one fishing line or am i going to throw out my whole fishing net? Shit, if I don't come back with a fish, I'm going to come back with a crustacean, an oyster, a, a, I don't know, a shark. Shit, something that I can eat, right? Like the probability is a whole lot higher that I'm going to pull back something edible in a net than I would with a fishing line. And the thing is, with a net, I can weed out a whole lot of things much more quickly than I can with a fishing line. With a fishing line, I'm just sitting there waiting one for it to catch my line and be like, you know what? This bait looks tasty and then you know fish they will kind of circle around it be like i don't know like jim what you think about this worm over here like i wouldn't trust in my guy and he's like you know but i am hungry like i don't have time for all that right i'm gonna throw my net out I'm like oh this fish is poisonous aka toxic see what i did there don't want that one uh this fish uh i don't know what it is so i'm not even going to try that one. Oh, look a bass i've eaten bass before i'm gonna take this one so while i could be sitting over here waiting the entire time for one line to catch one fish i have a whole net so when they say that i mean i understand maybe kind of not really why they would say that but again i'm about efficiency i can throw my net out here seven times and i'm more likely to pull something back than one line so that's what i'm going to do and like your boy's extra charming on online dating like i have time to think about something to say. I have time to be charming. I have time to say the right things and exactly how I want to say them. Not that I'm out here trying to portray something that I am not. It's just easier for me to not, you know, have that that tense feeling of, oh my gosh, I need to say something right, right now. And not to worry about how I look right now. And it just allows me to be more of myself because here's the thing, in person, the amount of time to try to attract them is, is so much smaller. And if anything, I think and from what I've been told, women really appreciate me for my personality, appreciate me for who I am as a man. Right. So you can't see that if I botch (laughs) how my name is when I first meet you. So anyway, all that to say that I'm a killer on the online dating stuff and it fits my strength. So the first uh, app that I got on back in the day Plenty of fish. I'm sure some of you guys have heard of that one. Now, oh my gosh. I just realized I did the fishing analogy with the plenty of fish was the app. I did not do that on purpose, but it just happened. So anyway, uh Plenty of Fish is the app I got on. And of course I didn't really take it seriously. Like it's an app you swipe, you message, you know, it's it's whatever. Again, 20, you know, three, twenty-four. Eh, I'm just on here. After a while, I meet this nice young lady. Uh, she was probably, she was older than me. She's maybe six months to a year older, something along those lines. And she would eventually be known as Sketchers. And again, there's a reason why I call her Sketchers. We'll get to that. So anyway, so I come across Skechers on Plenty of Fish and, you know, she, we like, we're having okay conversation and, you know, she's a very, she seems like a very humble girl, down to earth, intelligent. And typically, like, I am not the guy who solely bases things off of looks, right? Because I am attracted to who you are as a person. I'm attracted to your intelligence. I'm attracted to how you think. I'm attracted to how you move, the decisions you make in life, how you treat me, how you look at people and how you think people should be treated. Like, all of that stuff matters and, to me, forms attraction. Now, obviously, there has to be the physical attraction. But if I can look at you, you know, with your hair on, your hair off, Eyelashes on, eyelashes off. Makeup on, makeup off. When you're good, when your period just bleeding everywhere. Like, I if I can look at you, if I can deal with you, and all that, like we're good. Like that's that's all I that's all I need. That's all I want, right? But I realized that with Sketchers, you know, I was I was like average. I was average attracted to her, you know. And but again, I'm not the guy who's like, oh, I need this, or it's not gonna work. So you know, we were having decent conversations and whatnot. So after a while. You know we decided to meet up she was kind of far i think she was maybe two hours and some change away so uh the day i met i was like hey drive to me and i'll do all the driving once you get here we'll get a hotel so you don't have to drive back at night we'll like make it a weekend thing you know, it'll be cool right so it was it was set and like i said my lesson comes from not realizing that although there was some attraction there physically i i I wasn't. I should have paid more attention. So day comes where we're going to meet her. Right. And I got there first. So she's pulling up. She gets out of the car. She's walking towards the car. She gets in the car and we kind of make eye contact. And it was then that I realized that I was a little less attracted to her than I thought I was. Again, she's a great person, but I was like you know what i'm being slightly shallow let me invest a little time into this to see where it goes like i still am attracted to her don't get me wrong i'm just not it attra- It's a different so we go and we do our thing we have a good day i don't really remember because that was so long ago but you know we do our thing and and we come back and we're at the hotel so she goes in and you know she freshens up and and, and i go shower and whatnot and you know, so we're, we're uh, in bed. I don't remember if there was two, be- I feel like there was two beds, but we were in the same bed. Don't know why. Uh, but anyway, so we have the TV on and stuff and I'm just, I'm there, I'm chilling, right? I'm just, we're talking about whatever. And out of nowhere, she hits me with the, uh, and, and, and these aren't the exact words, but she hits me with the, uh, so, you know, we gonna we're going to do something. And I was like, huh? Like, you know, we're gonna like do anything because I don't I don't really make moves, ladies. You know, like I'm I'm very respectful. Now don't get me wrong. If you drop the right sign, I'm in there. But you know what I'm saying? I again I'm not really that's not my style, right? So anyway, she is so she's like, are we gonna do anything? And honestly, I didn't come for for that. Like that that just wasn't on my radar at all. And you know, I wasn't really trying to take that dive. So I was like, man, it's, it's late, ain't it? You, you not sleeping? He's like, it's 1230. I'm like, but it feel like three though. Don't it? You don't, it don't feel like three to you. He's like, like, and this is what she said. She said, boy, come on so I can go to sleep. I was like, you just said that it don't feel late. But anyway, so I, I was trying my best to politely decline. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little sleepy myself. You know, cause I'm not great with awkward situations like that. You know what I'm saying? But, she was like, come on. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know. So anyway, like, cause then stuff. And then after she says, how was that for you? And again, awkward situation. Like, I don't know really how to respond to that. I'm, I'm like, uh, fine, fine. It was fine. And she says, was it tight enough for you? And immediately two things went through my head. And the first thing was like, oh, okay, like maybe, you know, she's been like putting in some Kegel work, right? And and like, so she just wanted to know if the work that she had put in, you know, worked. And the second thing was like, or like maybe she just had a lot of thang things in there recently. And maybe they was like, hey, yo shit loose. I don't know if they actually said that, but I'm just... And obviously, I know vaginas is closed back, but anyway, again, don't know how to answer this question, so I was like, uh yeah the the elasticity was was fine for me, I guess, and she was like, okay, and then like she just turns over and she goes to sleep. I at this point am in a third world. I don't know what's happening or what to think of anything to be honest. that was like Friday saturday we go to downtown fredericksburg here in virginia the historic downtown and, and and we do whatever right and we're enjoying ourselves but the whole time i'm very aware that i'm like oh, darn i am i am i don't know that i'm i'm where i need to be from a from a physical attraction with this but like again red girl church going cow i know friday night may not entirely indicate that but very religious girl and, and kind, humble and giving all that stuff. So I said, cool, I'm tripping. Let me see where this goes. So this is close to summertime. Summer's quickly approaching. She's a teacher and her home county or or town, whatever you want to call it. And obviously, you know, teachers have the summers off and it had been, you know, she would just come up on the weekends. We'd hang out. We would do things cool. Cause she lived with her parents back at her hometown Um, she was just comfortable there obviously you know as a teacher she had a master she uh could have you know lived apart but she enjoyed it at home she had no reason to move out so that's where she stayed so she always came to see me so i was we had you know decent times and stuff but again the lesson of where it all began is understand what is sustainable from an attractive standpoint mentally emotionally and understand what isn't from a physical attraction and when does one outweigh the other when i talk about healthy infatuation you're gonna hear a lot about that that was a lesson learned here from season one i kind of knew if i knew it now i would know that healthy infatuation probably was not going to be a thing in the situation but back then my lack of maturity and not fully understanding that that's something that i needed not necessarily what i wanted but that's something that i needed and what i preferred But you need what you want and what you prefer. Also, an episode from season one. That's where that lesson comes from. This is back in my mid to early 20s. Maturity level was on zero. No, it wasn't on zero. It was like, you know, it was like 65, right? Especially when it comes to relationships. Definitely not developed in a level of which I should have handled it. So you would think that with sketchers I would be like, you know what? It's not the best idea. But summer came, past approaching, as I said. And I made a decision. I said, hey, you know what we should do? She was like, what? And I made a bad decision. You will hear that bad decision in the next episode of season two. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is going to be a great season. It only gets darker from here. Just kidding, but not quite. But you're going to learn about all my lessons. This is going to be a journey. Get your popcorn ready, buckle up, and hopefully you guys are willing to ride this journey with me. Again, lesson one from season one, now in season two, know what you need, know what you want, and know what you prefer. And know when you can substitute something for the other, but that doesn't entirely negate something from a very important category of need. You will learn about my lesson number two in episode two with Skechers and the bad decision that I made that led to a not so great ending Alright guys If you are not following me On all the social media platforms Be sure to do so Jarell G and me And so far Like what do you think about season 1? Let me know What do you think about the start of season 2? Let me know I definitely want this season to be super interactive Because it's going to be very different than it was for season 1 This is going to be all story based All true stories at that And me being super raw Super genuine with you all with that being said i hope you guys are doing well things have opened back up for the most part hope you're beginning to enjoy life on the outside again and as always be great people